Let's get into a heavy football conversation now with one of the best. Um, obviously, a, a lengthy history uh, with uh, with both of these organizations who come together this weekend, Niners and Seahawks. It's the coach, Mike Holmgren, joining us here on Willard and Dibs and 95.7 The Game. Hey, coach, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, guys. Good to talk with you. Yeah, great to have you and, and your insights on this. Let's start with where everybody's 49er mind is, uh, and, and that is the idea of a seventh-round rookie uh, taking a, a playoff team somewhere. I, I, should, should, should his history uh, be relevant in, in this conversation, or is it now, and no pun intended, irrelevant because of, the, uh, of what we've seen the last six weeks? Well, it's it's remarkable, first of all, uh, and you got to give credit to the 49ers coaching staff and the young man. I mean, he he um, the expectation level coming into the season for a, a young man who's drafted like that, you know, is low. I mean, it's it's not going to happen. And here he is in the playoffs with one of the fine teams and a projected team for the Super Bowl. It's remarkable. Now, having said that, he the way he plays and who's around him has made a huge difference. You know, he uh, if you're a young quarterback wanting to step into that position, it's nice to have those guys around you. It's incredible to have that much talent around him, and he's got a head coach who some are saying is one of the best the Niners have had since Bill Walsh, and I know you were here with Bill Walsh, and he had Joe Montana. When you look at Brock Purdy, do you see some Montana similarities? I'm not saying that he's going to have the same career or he's as good, but in terms of stature and his ability to dissect plays, are there some Montana uh, characteristics in Brock Purdy? Well, I think as as much as people want to compare that and, and reference Joe, I think everyone has to put the brakes on just a little bit, you know, because uh, yeah, I think what his success and how he's playing in the game and how he he appears to he doesn't make mistakes, he doesn't get rattled physically. Joe, I think, is a little bit bigger than this young guy, but um, you know, I, I think and being with Joe Montana, I, I have and I had the privilege of being with other quarterbacks as well. It's hard for me to compare people to him because he he was he was unique and special I think. But having said that, this young guy he's going to he's going to make history if he can take care of business here. Mike Holmgren with us here on 95.7 The Game. Coach, I'm, I'm curious about this because we've got some pretty uh, pretty big weather that's been running through here, and uh, and it's forecast to do the same on Saturday, and I think fans uh, talk about that a lot. I'm wondering if, if that gets talked about in NFL locker rooms. If you were coaching a game and, it was going to, and weather was going to, to be there, uh, in what way, if any, did that change the way you talk to your team? Well, I think you have to emphasize taking care of the football even more than you normally do because the weather does factor into that. But I always thought it was a bad weather game, and being an offensive guy, uh, it gave the advantage to the offense because the receivers know where they're going. The defensive backs have to react. And so a bad surface or a slippery surface, I thought the advantage went to the offense, first of all. But the biggest thing, it was not so much unless it's just storming, the biggest thing was the wind, and so I don't know what the projections are going to be. I know I have a, my home down there. I check it every day because, you know, it's in Santa Cruz, and they've had a lot of flooding and stuff. It's been crazy, so I don't know what the projection is for, projection is for Saturday, but uh, if it's windy along with the wet stuff, that, that becomes very problematic, and then your running game really has to be going good. Speaking
Speaking of the running game, Christian McCaffrey, a midseason acquisition. Just how incredible was that for the 49ers to be able to pry him away and add him to this mix? Well, yeah, again, you got to give credit to their front office. John Lynch has done a great job. And uh, when he's come on my radio show in Seattle, I always remind him that he's one of the few players I yelled at when he was playing against me. <laughs> uh, you know, But he's done a great job. And it's hard to imagine being able to pick up a player like that during the season. I, I, it just blows my mind. Uh, uh, you know, if I was Carolina, I would never would have let him go, first of all. But they have him. And he is a gifted talented guy who can do it all and has made, I think, made a big difference for the 49ers this season. Hang on, Mike. You yell at John Lynch. What did you say to him when you yelled at him? Well, you know, now I'm old and I'm much more mature than I was then. <laughs> right. But he, he'd make a tackle and come in late and hit one of my guys right near the sideline. And so we had we had conversations. And he, we laugh about it now, but he was one of the few guys they ever had conversations with. I tried not to talk to the opponent. I can see that, and uh, you know John Lynch played uh, through the echo of the whistle, so to speak. And uh, just looking at this rivalry, first time they've met in the playoffs in darn near ten years, and yet Pete Carroll still chewing his gum, still has his team here in the postseason. What do you make of the job Pete Carroll has done this year with a team that many expected to be a doormat? Well, I you know I didn't I wasn't one honestly that predicted them to be a doormat, but I really thought it would be. Uh, he didn't want to say it, but a rebuilding year. He has a lot of rookies playing, and uh, you know their two tackles were rookies. I mean that's a tough thing just in and of itself. But you know then they went six and three, and when they were six and three, I said they're in the playoffs because their next few games are at home. Very difficult to play against the Seahawks in Seattle. And then all of a sudden they went into a little bit of a funk, and but now here they are. So you can't, I can't give Pete enough credit or John Schneider. And it's you know it's like the 49ers that way. You get the head coach and the general manager thinking the same way together, not caring who gets the credit for success, those types of things. And then you ultimately can move forward and have a chance at the Super Bowl. Too many teams screw that up. Coach, what's your breakdown of the matchup? What, what kind of chance do you give them? Well, I think it's going to be tough. I think if, if, if San Francisco plays their game, they're a very talented team with a great defense. Uh, and not to mention a fine offense, but their defense gives people problems. And that's where I think it's going to be tough on the, on the Seahawks. But having said that, you know, you guys, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was at the 49ers, we had we wound up 14-2 and two or something, and we had a first-round by Minnesota was the wild card, came into San Francisco and beat us in a, in, a, in a horrible loss. You know, and then I was on the other side of that. When we went into San Francisco with Green Bay, San Francisco had the first round by. We came in after winning the wild card and then beat San Francisco in 1995. So it can happen in the playoffs, as you guys well know. So I'm not writing the Seahawks off. I'm just saying they got to play their best football against a real fine 49er team. Yeah, the old any given Sunday or Saturday in this yeah. case uh, certainly applies. Philadelphia's got the bye. Mark and I were debating the whole idea of rest versus rust. I know it's good to have a week to get everyone ready, but as a coach, were you always concerned when you had that bye about rust? I, I was a little bit, you know, and I, I think it, if you have if you have an injury situation with your team and get the extra week, and that helps that, then it was worth it. Otherwise, if you're playing well, I kind of like to keep the momentum going. 
But, listen, the first round by, that's who you play for. You get your team healthy again, and that's really what teams use it for. But then you have to fight the urge to do too much. You know, it's like going to the Super Bowl. You have the two weeks, and all of a sudden you say, okay, uh, the, the teams, your team's ready to play on Thursday. And you go, wait a second, we got a few more days here. So you got to time that out and really be very deliberate on how you're going to practice and do that stuff with the week off. Coach, real quick, this may sound like a stupid question, but but how different are the playoffs? I, I think there there are people here that are thinking that suddenly Brock Purdy is is going to become a shell of himself because the lights get brighter. Well, uh, the playoffs are different. I've always said uh, you have four seasons. You have the preseason, you have the regular season, you have the playoffs, and then the Super Bowl, and they're four distinct things. And the it, the levels and the intensity cranks up. It does. It's different. So if you if this is this is the chance now for a young quarterback, he's going to probably experience a little bit more than he did in the times he's played so far, and he's got to be ready for that. He appears to be ready for it, but it is to say it's not different. Uh, no, it it is different. Huh? Yeah. Great. Hey, coach. Great to have you this week. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it.